Welcome, David. Thanks for being my um, podcast guest. I think you're number five or six, five. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I like six better, actually. Is it, if, it, if you're not six, I'll make sure to have you as a sixth. Yeah. <laughs> so we have David Licola with Thank us you. today, one of my super dear friends in Stockholm. And again, I didn't prepare anything because <laughs> I don't know how to do this podcast stuff, but I thought we could start with an intro. David, could you tell a little bit about yourself? Yes, of course. I Well, I am from Mexico, I'm Mexican, and I'm a Swede as well now because I've been here for over 10 years in Stockholm, yeah. and uh, I've uh, paid enough taxes to earn a passport. Same so, here, whoop whoop! <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah, that's a small intro now, in a way. Great. And uh, David and I met, I think David is one of the first people that I met in Stockholm, because yes. we studied together like 10, 11 years ago almost, exactly. and I was like, wow, cool guy, this guy, David. Yeah, the same hair. We have the same hair. We, we look like we could be siblings, actually. Once, they ask that. At least once. Yeah, at least once, <laughs> for sure. And, uh, yeah, so David is a super cool person, like the friends that I uh, had as guests here. But he also, uh, while we were studying, he started this super cool thing. You probably have been there <laughs> if you live in Stockholm. La Neta. Yeah. <laughs> How did that uh, come up? La Neta. Well, uh, during the first year in Stockholm, actually, I, I moved here in August to, to start uh, university. And just a few months later, like in December, this other Mexican guy, it, we, we weren't friends. It, it was someone that I knew in Mexico. We knew each other, but we had, hadn't seen each other in 15 years, perhaps. Wow. So he's like, a, his family is a friend of my family in a way. So... My mom told me, hey, he's going to move to Stockholm and he, he's, he, he's looking for someone to take care of all the marketing stuff. He has this plan of opening a, a, a cool. Mexican restaurant. So he emailed me. We met up here. We had a, a, a just like a short meeting where I showed some of my work. I was working in advertisement in Mexico before mm -hmm. and mainly like on branding, like creating brands from scratch for uh, restaurants for uh, plastic surgery clinics. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's a big array of things. Yeah, like whatever, whatever paid. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, he, he said like, well, I have this idea. I want to open a restaurant and I have a business plan, but I need someone to take care of mm -hmm. all the creative and marketing communication okay. stuff. So I need a brand, mm -hmm. I need a name, I need a, like everything. And so like, do you want to be part of the project? Like, jump full in and I'm like yeah so nice. I, I joined and I started taking care of all those things and then we opened the restaurant in the first one opened in July the 22nd of July of 2009 that it was, was a Wednesday I remember yeah uh, I think Stefania and I we came I remember we have a photo I think from that day maybe yeah from the yeah and then I remember it looked super cool that was the first one yeah the second one opened in so yeah that was during the first summer in Stockholm mm -hmm. uh Still doing the, uh, the masters, yeah. And then the second one, the second one opened uh, the tenth of October of two thousand and twelve in Soderman. It was also a Wednesday. Oh, that's. <laughs> but that's I didn't know that it was so. I mean, it's so old now almost. Yeah, it's I seven always years think old. that what it's gonna be seven years. Oh Laneta, God. wait, Lanet is turning ten years this summer in July. Ten. There has to be a party, but I'll be ten away. years. That's insane. No, but the party is gonna be in August or okay, September. Okay, good. Then I can join. That's insane. The party's like, going to be next year. Like a very Mexican <laughs> thing. Oh, like, uh, well, the party's late. <laughs> but like the new one, the new, I still call it the new one. I feel like it's been just two years or no, three it's years. years. It's going to be seven what? years in October. Because yeah. I remember that one too, the night before like it opened or like during the time like when um, you were painting and, and I was helping, I think the watches or the clocks. Yeah. That was, yes, yes, yes. I remember that. that and then you had your... Hand painting with a marker, like <laughs> very... That was seven years ago? Yeah. Oh my God. Seriously, this is... Okay, but then I also remember with the first one, you had a Mexican tortilla chef all the way. Everything was like authentic. Yeah, I mean, Mexican. The, idea, still, like, the idea of La Neta is to be as authentic as, as you can make mm. the, the, the food here in Sweden. So, of course, it's not exactly as you would eat it mm. in Mexico, 
but it's the most. Because you're in Sweden. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's as close as it gets. Okay. And and I've been to many taquerias all around Europe, mm-hmm. and really, like I'm very proud to say that La Neta is perhaps the, the closest thing. That's great. And, yeah. And so. I actually hear from a lot of Mexicans I meet, and that's my party trick. I'm like, ah, oh, my friend David, he opened up to Mexicans. They're like, oh my god! I just recently met one actually at work, and I asked him, have you been to La Neta? He's like, yeah, it's so nice. I was amazed. And I said, well, it's um, actually real Mexican person. But I was like, oh, I could tell. It's so good. So, yeah, I'm always like, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> also, thanks to David, uh, I had a little encounter with Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, <laughs> yes. He, he's a regular. Is he a regular? No. Yeah, he lives around there, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, his father goes there a lot. I don't care about that <laughs> so much, <laughs> to be honest, sorry. But uh, yeah, maybe yeah. next time he's there, he can That was a great answer. coincidence. That was yeah, it was <laughs> such a coincidence that, like, that you ran into him. So David uh, <laughs> wrote to me, he SMS me saying like, oh, like the guy you like is here or something like that. I was like, who? What are you talking about? Like this blonde guy, the one actor. I'm like, wait, are we talking about Alexander Skarsgård? So I... Happened to be there at the same time as he was and uh, took a photo just casually. Oh, you're here too. You like tacos too. You like like. tacos. (laughs) This must be fate. No, it was a nice moment. This was the fourth time I saw him and the first time I actually talked to him. (laughs) The fourth time? You counted it? Of course. It's not every day that it happens. But uh, yeah, thanks for that. After After that? No, I didn't. I would be like... Remember when we had tacos together? <laughs> He'll be like, what? <laughs> we didn't have tacos together. Stalker. But the funny thing is, I think I told you, I took a photo with his brother the yeah, week before. So days before, I remember. That was insane. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, you told the brother, like, I love your brother. Exactly. Like, you told him, like, I'm, gonna, I'm taking a picture with you only because I like your brother. So, something <laughs> no, like- no, it was, sorry. Okay, here's the story. So I have a friend, actually two friends that really like him. And yeah. like the brother, Gustav Skarsgård. And I've never watched him ever in anything I just I've always liked Alexander Skarsgård but I'm really good at recognizing faces so we were in Grandpa the store with some friends and I was like who's this guy he looks familiar do I know him from school or somewhere and then I was like wait is that Gustav Skarsgård and then this guy whom I thought was Gustav Skarsgård he was super tall and I thought the real Gustav was short so I googled and it said like 193 I'm like okay maybe that's him (laughs) but he was talking to someone so I didn't want to be like hey Ushekta so when he was done, I went out. I said, oh, hi, are you an actor? And he said, yes. He, he was super sweet smile. And I said, okay, here's the thing. I have a friend who really likes you. Can I take a photo with you? And then I realized how stupid it sounded, like asking for a friend. I have a friend. Mm-hmm. So to justify myself, I said, well, I've never watched you in my life. I'm sure you're great, but I love your brother. And then he just started laughing. He said, oh, okay, well, at least we're related. I said, yeah. Ha-ha. And then the photo was so awkward. I... I didn't want to be too close, but he, like, grabbed me. So, yeah. And then the week after when I met Alexander Skarsgård, thanks to you, I told him, like, haha, I did the same to your brother. He didn't get it, obviously. But, yeah, that was creepy. (laughs) I did the same to your brother. (laughs) Like, which one? They're also 10. They're, like, a cult. Now, it made me remember something uh, that I did also. took a picture with a model. There's this guy that was at the Tom Ford movie, you know? Which guy? The the first Tom Ford movie. What's... uh, what was the name of the first Tom Ford? Like a simple man or simple oh, life. Oh, okay. And there's this Spanish I... model that he has been modeling all around uh, for H and M. Wait, the one I like. Uh, big eyebrows. Uh, yeah, called Cartan. Yeah, you know I love him too. Uh, What's his name? I don't know. Something, but Something, he's yeah. super hot. Yeah. So I, I saw him at the airport in Madrid. He's short though, right? I guess it's not, I don't know. One eighty. Okay. And. I saw him at the airport and then I was like, hey, can I take a picture with you? It's like my my ex like dies for you. And he's like, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, good try. So I, I took a picture with him and then I sent the picture to my ex. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was funny. So but did he like, because I'm sure he's also every gay guy's dream too. He's super hot. So he was probably like, yeah, yeah, right. Like he would, <laughs> but I would have done the same. And also to uh, Gael Garcia Bernal, he's so cute. Remember when I the, know when you got the the, the picture exactly the, 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 the signed the movie. <laughs> yeah, David, you're such a like joker. But uh, okay, back to you. So speaking yeah. of Gael, 
recently, yeah. like last week or two weeks ago, he got. He came to that. <laughs> no, he he has actually like liked pictures on, on Instagram, liked pictures of Laneta. No. Yeah, yeah. What? Yes. Why? How come? Because I tagged him. Uh, uh, there was a poster. <laughs> there was a poster for uh, for a film festival with his face. Okay. And he he liked the picture. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's not. Uh, if if Gael likes a picture on Instagram, isn't shouldn't be the news. No. The the news was uh, that he got like the like the government allowed him to use marijuana. Like to him, yeah, specifically. Yeah, but, like in Mexico, like uh, it's becoming legal. Like you, you can apply, and then is it like California, like medical marijuana? Uh, not that? medical. It's like recreational. Wow. But but uh, it's like they're opening it up little by little, so it's kind of starting to become legal. Okay. And, but you need to kind of apply, and, and you, it's like a, like a process, like a in, in a in a court. Wow. And, and then they, so it doesn't have to be medical. It's like recreational. Yeah. I, I'm an artist, and I feel calm with yeah. I don't know whatever reason you have. Exactly. So Gael, like a week ago or something, mm-hmm. he he now he can like legally smoke marijuana in Mexico. That's such a badass move <laughs> from him. Yeah. Like he went through this to have. That's cool. Yeah. Another cool move from him. Also. One more uh, Mexico and David fact. I remember like this movie Amores Perros that yeah. I really liked. And we were out once. You said you had some friends over or whatever. Yeah. And it was Haley also actually, another friend of ours. And yeah, there are more pictures. She also gave me this picture. So I wrote, like it's on my fridge right now. And she wrote on the back like, in case you forget my face. <laughs> How can I forget her? She's always <laughs> around. But so and we don't, I don't have a photo with you there. I should put one up. I don't have a Polaroid. But so, yeah, you said you had some friends over and um, I think it was, I think this was in um, in Gamostan. What's the name? The medieval bar. Yeah, let's call it the medieval bar. Yeah, I mean, it's, I know the name. <laughs> or whatever. But we were there and then uh, I was chatting with those guys and then I told them, one of them, like, because he said he was a DJ or a musician, whatever. And I said, oh, the only, like... Mexican song I can think of right now or music is like I really loved Amores Pero's soundtrack and he started laughing he's like oh my god you have to tell what you said to him pointing to the other guy I was like what because there's this theme song that I really like in Amores Pero's apparently it was your that guy's like it's like the main theme song Amores Pero's it's like and then becomes rap like Exactly, control machete. That's what I said. And but apparently, this guy. Yeah, I mean, we were we were once. It was this was September 2011, if I yeah. remember correctly. And I'm usually very good at. <laughs> he is. This was <laughs> so September 2011, and we were partying with Toy Kenobi. Sele- Toy yeah, Selecta. Toy Selecta. That was, yeah. and I didn't know before. So for yeah. me, that was like, whoa! What are the odds? Like the only thing I said. I really like that song, and that, and apparently it's his song. Like, yeah. what are the odds? So that was super cool. Yeah, he was yeah. here in Stockholm playing uh, at Sodre Teatro, and, yeah. and I, I saw him walking in the street, and I'm like, like in Spanish. Oh, like, I thought you were visiting. I didn't understand. No, no, he, he, he was playing here the oh, night, and then I, I saw him walking in the street, and I'm like, ¿Qué onda? ¿Qué onda? ¿Qué onda? And, 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 and we just, like, yeah, we have oh, friends in okay. common. So we, we had never, we had... Because it wasn't just them, it was two or three guys. Like, he is the main guy, but, like, there were some others. Maybe it was no, part of No, there were some his... Mexicans that some were other Mexicans. joining okay. uh, friends. Uh, yeah. Carlos and oh, that was some cool. other people. Yeah. That was fun. But, yeah, and another thing about David is that he was living in this super cool place uh, in Old Town. For eight years. That was, yeah. I miss it so much. Oh, it was beautiful. It was really, like, like literally, when was it built? In like 1600 or what? No, like it was really old. 1500s. It was like 500 years old. That's yeah. insane. It was super cool. And you yeah. found something. That, yeah, what was that? Found a stone that was uh, yeah. like a, a Virgin Mary stone. But where was so it? So this this stone was uh, well. These kind of stones were destroyed uh, like with the Protestant mm-hmm. Reformation. So there was like a, a, a <coughs> decade when all these stones started to be destroyed. So this building belonged to the church, to Tiska Shirka, to the, the, the German oh, church. church because it was just in front of that, your it's, place. Yeah, it's, it's right in front of it. So it belonged to the German church until 1940, I guess. And the yeah, at some point, like 400, 500 years ago, this stone was there in the building for some reason. And then instead of destroying it, they just 
like uh, used it as floor on, in the cellar. Oh but wow! But with the with the virgin uh, looking like down down, okay. so it's like a, you you couldn't see that the print of, of the mm-hmm. of the I mean the sculpture. Of it the was virgin. really big. Heavy. Yeah, and then in the seventies they found it, and then I was using it as a coffee table, yeah, like this, like like the, the, the you know the like a Stats Muset, like, yeah. like in the, they take the, the museum wanted it, and, and they they were like kind of almost demanding to to get, why, to get the stone because it's a piece of history. Yeah, but it's, why was it at your place? Because it, I mean, if you find it in the building, it belongs to the owner of the building. Okay. And then it was there on the staircase, and I was like, "Hey, can I just take this indoors?" Like, yeah, like so. I had four, four of those. No, four guys carrying it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then it they put a... it on, on this, uh, on this like small, uh, I don't know, like coffee table. Uh, Where was glass or something? I had a glass on top of it. Yeah, I um, remember. And what did I, you I do when you moved? Thing. Did you take it? No, it's still there. Oh, as a coffee table? <laughs> no, it's also anyway. <laughs> it's too heavy to be stolen. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> cool. Uh, okay, some. I'm gonna ask you some Stockholm specific questions. Or yeah. before that, also, I can mention that David is also uh, a great drummer. That's the only thing I am actually. The only I'm, thing I can. I'm a drummer and a Mexican. Drum, Mexican drum. Those are the two things. <laughs> <laughs> the only two things. I am. Yeah, I've been drumming for for forever. I don't know, like mm. for. 20 years, perhaps more. Wow. And I've drummed uh, for, I played drums in Finland, in Sweden, in Mexico. Nice. Uh, and for different kinds of music. And I, also I, now in a band, or is this? I was playing in a band until recently, but I uh, they couldn't afford me, so I had to quit. Okay. Uh, but uh, I saw you guys once in yeah. the Baser. Yes, in August. That was a fun, year. yeah. Was it a year ago? Wow. It was August, the 28th of August, Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> that's that's insane. I was like, when did you, uh, I'm going to ask like random dates. Okay, mm. so that was, so since then or since recently you don't play? No, I, I stopped playing uh, like two months ago because he was going to tour to Hamburg and Barcelona mm-hmm. and different places and he wanted to pay, uh, me to pay for my own tickets and stuff. He wanted okay. me like to be part of the band, but... Hmm. It's his project, and oh, okay. yeah, yeah. He, he's not in the right moment. He's a great artist, mm-hmm. but he, he's just not in the moment to have a, a drummer, like okay. to pay for a drummer. Uh, and yeah, I, I, right now I'm working at uh, Hellstone Music mm-hmm. as well, like once a week. Hellstone Music is like the legendary shop yeah. in, in here in Stockholm for music yeah. instruments, especially vintage instruments, uh, like many famous artists when they're in, in, in town, they they stop by the yeah. shop uh, last week. And tourists as well, like they, yeah, yeah, because it's, yeah, it's important. In city yeah. But like last week we had the, the Cheryl Crow band was there at the, the shop oh. the week before the Bon Jovi really? guys. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, and then, yeah, like Chili Peppers and, and like, no. yeah, through the years it's like everyone goes there. Wow. So yeah, I've got the chance to meet different artists and, and also cool. to the musicians for Royal Waters. And then we get also like backstage passes to the shows. Really? Yeah, yeah. Did you did you go yesterday? No, I didn't go to Sistine. But I, I ended up not going either, but it was the very last second that I didn't go. But the problem why I didn't go was <laughs> A, I was really tempted. I really wanted to go. That's why I told you too. I was going and then uh, some friends were going to join too. But I went, like this is a lame excuse, but I woke up super early yesterday to go yeah. to this like workout class and then work and then it was hot and I didn't sleep so well so I was like oh, maybe I should and I checked on Facebook and everyone was like oh, what if there's a fire it's so many people I can't see anything I can't breathe yeah. blah, blah blah and I was like okay do I want to go now it's already late because if I had gone I would have just you know if it it, it would have made sense if I was there let's say at five in really? the evening but not eight and then I didn't go and I was like okay fine you don't have to be everywhere all the time to myself and then I read everything they're like this is another legendary Grönlund concert. I was like, no, <laughs> so close. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, but whatever, yeah. I, uh, I'm not even a fan. I just thought it would be a fun thing because he's such a old, like, like his, his band, what if he like, dies soon? And everyone will die. Yeah. But uh, Police is one of my favorite, favorite okay. top bands. And, but uh, was it the drummer that you wanted then? Well, Sting has, I mean, Sting cannot actually afford me or, or, or <laughs> can afford this any, is a message. <laughs> any drummer. So he actually, he's been uh, recording and touring with uh, Vini Colaiuta. That if, if you're a drummer and, and if you know about drums, then you know who Vini Colaiuta is. Okay. He's, he's like a, a, like a, 
one of uh, one in a million. Okay, does it's, he it's like, play like solo or does he? he whoever whoever needs a, a, a drummer, he, if you mm-hmm. yeah, he records. He it's like in the nineties, eighties, nineties. He was recording like four hundred albums a year. Well, that's, that's like more than one wow. album per day. Uh, so that is insane. Yeah, he's he's just like a, 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 the best all-around drummer. So I wanted to see him. But Sting brought another drummer, so mm. I was like, yeah, I don't care nah. that much. Okay, good. But what about your drumming um, projects now? Uh, well, I, I've been actually, like, uh, I'm going to Berlin in August. Mm. I'm going to, I, I just got uh, accepted to a festival on Friday. It's a, a, it's a pop culture night. It's a three-day festival in Berlin. And they have some kind of seminar workshop thing for 250, uh, not students, 250 young creatives. Okay. Uh, it's like over a thousand people from uh, from all over the world that apply. And they, they have a jury that selects and they, they pick 250 people. That's so I was selected. Cool. And, and I just bought a ticket yesterday. I'm going to go to Berlin. For Which the, date? Uh, from the 20th to the 25th of mm. August. It's going to be the 5th. Or the fourth time I'm in Berlin. This, I love Berlin. This year. Probably oh, this year already, yeah. really. Yeah, in a year. I've wow. Been, I've been four times or three times in the past six months. That's insane. November, March, and May. Yeah. Like visiting. I mean, I don't do tourism. I always have a reason to go. Business. Business or pleasure or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, what about? Uh, I was gonna ask one more thing that I forgot. Drums. Yeah, do you have you had your own drum um, set? Yeah, I remember down in the basement. Do you where do you have it now? I had two drum sets: one in the basement of, of the restaurant, and the yeah, other exactly one, that uh, one I saw. The other one in a studio that, that I was renting until the first of June. Okay, this, but it wasn't uh, electronic; it was an actual. No, drum set. real, real, yeah, real, real stuff. I want to try like and, so much fun yeah. and loud. It's. So, it, can get loud. Yeah. And then also these past years have been really interested on sound therapy and, and mm. sound, um, like, yeah, sound vibrational, yeah. gong, bath. Have you done those? Like, I know in Stockholm at least there's so many events. Like, I wanted to join one of them. It was like a 12-hour thing. Yeah, and like gong puja, like in the yeah, night. Yeah, how, how does that work? Like, do you just I've done like three or four of those. Do you not have toilet or drink breaks? <laughs> how does no, it work? No, you fall asleep. Okay, I mean, sleep like, under the sound. There's someone playing. There's someone playing. Uh, yeah, this is like uh, they. Usually, there's a, a more than one gong player mm-hmm. playing through the night, and uh, so people are just like lying on the floor around mm-hmm. the gong, and, and, and yeah, it's from like 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. It's okay, hours, then it's so perfect. But I thought hours. it was during daytime. Then it's like. No, you're supposed to be. I think night is nice. Asleep. Then yeah. I would, but is it the same like boom, boom, or is it different like? Boom, no, no, no. Just it, like, the thing is, it, it's not even like like hits like that, like boom, boom. It's, it's just like a, a constant a vibration. vibration like, oh, oh, it might be annoying though. No, no, no. It's. I don't know. It sounds so, annoying when it's vibration like. But it's a, it's a. I mean, it makes. It's not something that you you hear. It's something that hits. Every cell of your body, it goes. So it's like it goes, your heartbeat, kind of almost. When sometimes drums have that effect, that it's almost matches your yeah, heartbeat like because the, of the, the heart. The heart kind of uh, copies the the, mm. the, the the beat. But this is like a just vibration going through all your body, not only through your ears, mm. like through your skin, through everything, and just going through the like hitting the organs and each uh, cell. And what it makes is that all the cells vibrate. Uh, all the cells kind of try to copy this higher vibration okay. so they they change the, you, you affect the vibration of, of the cells and you also affect the vibration of, of the of the brain Hope, waves uh, in a good way <laughs> in a good way yeah like if you for example on a, on a one hour gong bath if you fall asleep you may fall asleep for 45 minutes and then you wake up feeling that you slept for like eight hours wow. because you, your your brain goes. I mean, you you can make the brain go to this deep uh, REM. Or yeah, like you you just immediately throw the brain into this uh, different brainwave mm-hmm. uh, activity, and that heals. I should try uh, it. Yeah. I have a gong. Works. I have two gongs. 
I have you can play. I'll be like falling asleep. That's nice. So I've, I've been yeah. This past year, I've done like at Hyper Island. I did mm. two uh, gong uh, sessions. Oh, for the students. Yeah, and nice. then in I was in Estonia also in for New Year's. I I like I. I was on stage on New Year's Eve, like uh, on, what? on, on the What? You're so like random <laughs> as usual. Why are you on stage in Estonia yeah. on New Year's Eve with a gong? Like yeah, playing playing drums and gong. And to who? Like to whom? I mean, eighty people. I don't know. There was this big event. You made them fall asleep for New Year's uh, Eve. They were tired <laughs> enough. They were tired enough to fall asleep, and then yeah, my like snoring. Nice. And uh, okay, so you do gong te- therapy. That's new. I didn't know. I saw something I've done before. For like three years. How come I never attended your <coughs> Estonian gong <laughs> therapy session? And then you do drumming, and in Berlin you'll do. Yeah. <coughs> I'm sorry. And um, you also take photos, Polaroids. <coughs> What's wrong with me? Yeah, the Polaroid thing. <coughs> sorry. That started in 2015. Uh, I just. Uh, the Polaroid thing was uh, actually, actually, I I, I was like totally <coughs> against photography. I I don't Why? I wouldn't say that I like photography still. Like I I'm. That's I, a very big statement. How yeah, come? <laughs> but I. I had this kind of like uh, perfectionism. Uh, how would you say it? But like. I, I wouldn't be able to start doing things because I knew that I that I wasn't gonna be able to do them perfectly. Mm-hmm. So, like that fear of, of not being able to do something the way you want, uh, the way you visualize it, uh, like stopped me from doing things. For example, it's like I I went to this pub in Gamlastan where they have this. Uh, jazz uh, blues no, no, like more jazz uh, mm. jam and if you want to play you just tell the, 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 the band place, yeah. leader it's like hey I'm a drummer can I play a few songs and then it's like oh yeah and then when it's like a few songs later it's like oh we have David from Mexico he's going to play the drums <laughs> these next songs right and then I, I used to go there I, I and I saw the drummers playing there and I'm like well I'm I'm definitely better than these guys but but I don't but dare, too. but I don't dare to be there playing. Why? I don't know because I I, I was like, okay, I, I'm I'm gonna come back like in in six months, but I've been I'm gonna just be practicing every single day mm-hmm. for the next six months, and then I'm gonna and then they will see like who the f- is this guy like. So you yeah. want to wow people? Kind of. I don't want to be like just average in that way. Mm. Um, I'll tell you in what I want to be average, but uh, let me finish yeah. it with the Polaroid thing. So the Polaroid thing was, okay, you take a picture and once you press, the picture comes out and that's it. You know, it's like you cannot edit that. I mean, you can't affect it. And Polaroid is a format. It's a, it's a kind of film that is very uh, dependent of, of many different external factors. So the weather changes the the... the the, the the final picture uh, if it's too cold it's not going to be good enough i mean mm-hmm. there's a certain temperature where, where polar works okay. better uh, the camera you're using uh, of course your technique and your capacity to, mm. to, to, to use like to take a good picture and how you use the camera uh, also the film if the film is more than a year old then it's not going to be the same it's, it's like okay so th- there are many 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 different things and i was like okay this is a good exercise so just like buy a Polaroid, a cheap camera, and then it's like, whoa, Films the film expensive. is more expensive exactly. than the camera. They are. So, that is yeah. So then I, I just started taking a few pictures, and then I kind of felt like, okay, I'm going to start uh, trying to do something with this. So then I started applying to calendars and magazines, and then I've got pictures published. Yeah, I've, cool. I've been published in a German calendar for four years in a row. Wow, German like Polaroid calendar, what? Yeah, and also like in a magazine, like like a, an American magazine. And right now, yeah. And so I've been improving as mm-hmm. a photographer, and and there's some people that think that I'm a very good photographer and that I. Why should not like analog? Will you continue with Polaroid only because it's pretty much the similar story with uh, You just have to wait for it to be developed. Yeah, yeah. Re- recently, I've done some like. 35 millimeter uh, film uh, 
but I don't know. I mean, that's just like I I don't see myself I, as a photographer. It's like I I don't I kind of need to use like a, another persona for 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 believing that I am a photographer. I need to play that I'm someone else, kind mm -hmm. of. So and and that way I can also. It's like I created this uh, photographer uh, character in a way that it allows me to fail as a photographer. And, and mm. it's like, oh, but that's not me. You know, I, I'm just playing yeah. to, to do pictures, but I'm, I'm not doing pictures. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. I have a very old one I bought in Helsinki in a flea market. I didn't know if it worked or not until recently. It does work. Yeah. I still I have my it. thing. Yeah, you saw it. I'm going to yeah. take a photo of you after this yeah. that I can use. Do you have film? I do. I don't know how many left. Probably I still have. Like I think three or four left, so it's fine. Cool. And also, David is one of the people that I bump into the most in Stockholm. So at least... Everywhere. Everywhere. In like, the, it's, like in the lake? In the lake. I was doing stand-up paddling last year in uh, Stockholm, like just between Söder and Gamlas. What's that area? Riddarholmen, I guess. Longholmen. Well, it wasn't long, but it was closer to... I, like, I, was, I was swimming at Longholmen. Okay. So, so you were passing by Longholmen. Yeah. And then I'm like, I saw a guy dive. And I said, oh my God, so stupid. Like, why is he so close? I'm going to accidentally hit him with the... I got very yeah. close. Yeah. And then it's like, David, of course. <laughs> it's insane. I think literally you're the person I bump into the most in Stockholm, more than anyone. I mean, you're always in the same area. Yeah, true. So this that, is my neighborhood so, as well. Exactly. And also, uh, I remember once, like, we used to party also quite a lot, I think, or at least, like... You know, again, bump and teacher. I remember once we were like looking for a random house party in Gamlestan. Did we go in? Random house party? Yeah. They were having like a party. I don't remember. It was on your street. I don't think we went into it, but yeah. There was a place also called F12, I think, back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, Is it still around? Yeah. No, they closed it. Oh, that, that was a nice I mean, place. I used they, to, it was before Trek Gordon, or maybe not before, but in like... In the summer, the terrace the, was beautiful. It was really beautiful. There yeah, yeah, too, yeah. I remember bumping into multiple times. <laughs> but so, David, after so many years in Sweden, now I'm getting into Stockholm specific questions. Like, you have obvious... You lived in Soda, like, I'm not Soda, Gamlastan. Specifically. Well. And, oh, yeah, that too, I remember. That was a... Yeah, I haven't seen the place, but I know the location. That was nice. And doing a lot of things and opening a... Like the taqueria tortilla place. Is it called taqueria? Taqueria. taqueria. Yeah. Like pizzeria, pizza. Taqueria, oh, taqueria. cute. That's so cute. I never thought of it that way. That's so cute. <laughs> taqueria. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you also start started studying at Hyper Island as well. Yes. Which is cool. And then Polaroid and drumming, a lot of things and a lot of Stockholm stories from you. So what is your, if you think about it, I'm, I'm sure a lot, but like, what is the happiest moment in Stockholm? that you can remember you had in the last 11 years? Wow. That's a big question. That's a big and, question. Yeah. That's a big question. Well, let me go back to the first time I came to Stockholm. Mm -hmm. I, I was living in Finland and I came here for a weekend or for five days in May 2004. And I walked I came from the, with a ferry from Finland so I walked and Slusen and then I walked through Gamlestan and I remember the sun was rising heating on the buildings and it was this like very like magical moment that I, I very much remember and and that moment made me feel I, okay I want to live here I, I want to I want to be from Stockholm I, I, I don't want to know the city as a tourist or, or as a student that is here for a year I, I want to feel that I'm a local and, and I want also to do something that affects the, the, the fabric of the, of the city, something that, that I can, I, I want to leave my mark mm. in Stockholm. So I felt that I've accomplished that many, 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 many times. I've been like walking down the stand and then taxi drivers asking me like, how do I get out? <laughs> so it's like I am giving directions to the taxi drivers in Afghanistan and that it's like okay I'm a, I'm a local yeah uh, and I have this uh, like memory now like a very special you were asking for like one mm. I have this idea or not idea but I, I remember that I was walking in Slusen like just 
looking into the the maybe a ferry going back to Finland and connecting to that time that, that when I came for the first time because when I was on that ferry back to Finland I, I was looking back at Gamla Stan like okay I'm gonna be back here I'm gonna live here I'm gonna uh, so I remember standing in Slusen before the opening of the second restaurant mm-hmm. the, the second Anetta in Södermalm and and having this thoughts like okay I'm taking over mm-hmm. it's like a, here I come Stockholm it's like I'm gonna drop a bomb in, in Södermalm and uh, yeah I, I I mean right now that Lanetta is turning 10 years I've I've said it and I've thought about it a lot it, it's Lanetta has changed the way Stockholm sees eats and sells Mexican food mm. and that's something that that I have been fully involved in, in that yeah. I am fully responsible for that that's super so nice. but uh, that's one thing uh, and that's like like a professional thing uh, like a professional achievement but also like in a personal way when when I like it's such a beautiful city yeah it's it like is, a, especially a, a, right a, now no but also in the winter it's like I, I I'm not I'm, I'm not suffering in the winter like many people that, that is like they can't wait for the summer and they're depressed because it's dark I really enjoy the darkness I really enjoy the, the, uh, the I mean you don't get cold don't. if you have the right clothes no cold I'm fine with snow I love but darkness I really don't but then the, the the sunsets in the summer or in also spring like a, a, any any time it's just so such a beautiful place and and to be able to just walk in the city and blend with people and and, and kind of be inspired by, by looking at, at, at the people it just makes me feel that I am like enjoying my life in my city so that everyday feeling of, of Stockholm mm. is it's just a very happy and moment. do you feel like you're gonna stay longer also I don't know I, I you know what I was speaking about like uh, not wanting to be average in, in drumming or stuff but right now like right now I'm actually like actively applying for jobs to, to find a, right now we're in May no we're in June mm-hmm. and I'm looking for jobs for August yeah. here in Stockholm and one of the things that I wish the most is just to have like a nine to five job mm-hmm. and, and like live like a, an average yeah. Swedish life. Because I've never had that in my life. No, that's and true. I, and, you didn't. And, and I think that's such a luxury, like just like working forty hours a week, and, and then have time to work in the music shop on Saturdays and drum and do pictures and travel and, and five weeks of holidays and, and all that. It's like, so I I I would love to have like an average Swedish mm. life right now because because even if I had it, I I I mean my life wouldn't be average at all. No, like it's, and also it really depends on what if it the did? company. What if it did? You would find something else. No, but it's never. I think I'm not gonna say never. I don't know everyone working in Sweden, but depending on your job, it usually isn't. I think nine to five ever, unless it's maybe a very traditional company or so. But I get your point absolutely. Like mm. more, you know, I guess organ, not organized, but. Yeah, yeah, like, like a more you, standard. Give you an example. I I applied to a very big. Uh, I'm not gonna say the name, but mm-hmm. I applied to quite big design agency consultancy, mm-hmm. uh, and I know we just hired a lot of strategists, so it's not the right time. But send me an email in in autumn, mm-hmm. and and then I have friends that. I know people that work there, so it's like, yeah, but that's like heavy. Yeah. Like they, they work like 50 hours a week. And it's like, you know, it's like I I used to work 50, 55, 60 hours a week when I had a, a, a business. I'm not looking for that. No, like, no I, exactly. I mean, if, if I'm going to work more than 50 hours a week, it's going to be for myself. Yeah, that's how not, I not, not yeah, for, feel as well. Yeah. And okay, back to Stockholm. What is your favorite spot for watching you know the like the best view in yeah. stockholm for you uh, no no doubt about this i because i've been there like hundreds <laughs> of times and i've brought so many people there i have so many beautiful memories mm. with so many people there uh katarina hissen oh Slusen. interesting Definitely. i would say for me it's um Wagen. i mean they're close by mm. but yeah, i was there yesterday as well yeah it's a beautiful 
place, but no, but for me, Slusen is, is like, mm. Slusen is the heart of, of the yeah, city. Yeah, I love and, that. And, and that spot is, is like, yeah. <laughs> sign as well. Yeah. And I've been documenting this with Polaroid, all, all this reconstruction. One thing I'm really sad about mm-hmm. regarding um, the Slusen change, which I'm really bummed about anyways, I really like the old Debation. little, old debase. That was my, <laughs> one of my favorite. I spent also, I mean, you too, I guess, like we were there. I loved it. But also the little round part, and like it was beautiful. And I didn't take any photo. I don't think I have photos there either. That's so sad. Like, and that was my Stockholm kind of that that view, which is still in my brain now, like in front of my eyes. That is the Slussen and Stockholm and so that. And now it's like this weird, and it's gonna be what a shopping mall or something. Like so stupid. <laughs> like it, they really like. Oh, I get so annoyed. Okay, what is your favorite? Um, it might be hard to restaurant. <laughs> You're not going to say yeah, Landa, I guess. No, maybe Hermans. You know. Oh, I like that too. Yeah, yeah. Some, some, there and some day. Hermans is amazing. Yeah. It, it also, I've been there been with there so many people. Uh, I like when they open spices. out like, like yeah, the yeah the grill. The grill. Oh, it's so it's, nice. It's uh, sixty kroner more expensive. Is it? I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's two hundred and sixty. I uh, haven't been there in such a long time. Uh, there was a summer, maybe two thousand fourteen, I guess. Where on your garden there was a girl giving flyers like uh, dos por uno, like, like two, yeah. two, two for one, like uh, oh, like uh, Hermans and I was like, yeah, give me more. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I didn't know that they had a student discount. I was a student when I last, I think. No, I'm a student I still. Still. Yeah. Well, now after, I was also a student. Quit my job to study at Hyper too. Uh, okay. What about best bar? Best best bar. Uh, Could be both cocktail place and yeah, a bar. I mean, I I'm not someone that goes to bars, nah, mm. but uh, I mean, if if I can look back, I guess the best places or the places where I've enjoyed the most is uh, Babylon. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, Omnipoyu. Yeah, I love their pizzas. Oh, so uh, good. The medieval bar in Amsterdam. I've been there. <laughs> I think you've been there probably hundreds of times. <laughs> You're like a, um, what do they call it? Like stomachs. Stomachs. I was gonna say, oh my god, they're regular. I, I used yeah. to live two blocks from there, so yeah, I, yeah. yeah, it was. Last time, I'm sorry, I'm spinning. Last time I was there, there was this um, medieval band playing, and I took such thirsty photos. I was like, can I take a photo with you guys? This is amazing. So, and then they played. They were really good. Yeah, they're. I've they seen had a violin and like. The guys they dress up like the Vikings, (laughs) so good, so cheesy, but so good. They were really good. There's another place. There's one more bar that is my from from, like if I could, yeah, if I'm gonna take someone out Mm. and I want to impress her or I want to, yeah, I take them there. Drum roll. I forgot the name. What's the name? (laughs) Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josoy. Josoy. Wait, where's this? It's a secret place. It's like Josoy. Yeah. You, you you can it's like you need to enter a hotel and then you go to the go up to the restaurant and you cross the restaurant cross the bar and then you go to the toilets and next to the toilets there's a little door and mm. you just push it and boom it's like a living room okay I have amazing to I'll, I'll take you there yeah please I want to be taken there now I reveal the secret now you realize everyone mm. will know my uh, 30 plus listeners now <laughs> I started I think with eight listeners so it's getting there yeah. you you'll be the most popular one because I've already built up a little bit of an audience. Okay, final two questions I'm going to ask. Um, what would you change about Stockholm? I'm not going to say what's your least favorite thing. I've been asking that. But like, what would you change about Stockholm if you had the power? Yeah. Well, uh, the way the housing uh, yeah, that's a- is. Um, for me, it's like, for me, as an immigrant... A new Swede. Yeah, a new Swede. It's like I I feel like in in kind of disadvantage you know, to many. I mean, to to, to the mm. to the rest of, of the population uh, when it comes to finding or, 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 yeah. or it's like I I I lived in Amsterdam for eight years. I had this like very stable place, but I was paying a fortune. I was yeah. yeah I paid. I don't know. I paid like. I'm gonna make a calculation. Like, <laughs> I, I paid. Uh, wait, what, what is this? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> checking his phone. 
to see how much he has been paying. He has paid. I paid more than a million krona. Uh, but I mean, during during the during the years that I was there, yeah, like you would have paid the same in a shittier place. So that place was really cruel. Cool, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but it's expensive. But anyway, like like yeah. if you pay a million krona in yeah. rents, like you can buy an apartment with that. Yeah, like anywhere else. You exactly. Know? Uh, so yeah, that that's like our right now. I'm in the in the in the queue yeah. for the for the renting, and mm-hmm. it's like yeah, five years. Like you can't get anything, and, yeah, and, and like, like people my age has been there for twenty years. Yeah. So like, I heard that before they people would put their kids, babies on the list when they yeah, were born, yeah. but then they changed rules. Thank God, it's like you have to be on, on, on like at least eighteen years old. Yeah. Okay, what is the your uh, like, I'm going to say favorite thing about Stockholm, too. But, like, we kind of covered it. It's beautiful and all. The, the, the most beautiful thing of the city or the yeah. best thing of the city? Best thing about the city. There are many things that I like of Stockholm. And, and of course, like, I, I think that, for example, Mexico City has many things that are better than Stockholm. But overall, Stockholm. Like what? what I mean, mean, Mexico City is very alive. You know, mm-hmm. it's like Stockholm. If you walk here on, on a Sunday after six p.m., there's no it's life. Dead. Or like, or in in February or in you yeah, know, like, like it's it's just like it looks seems like a ghost town. Yeah. Since like there was some kind of war. Yeah. And, or, or like the zombie apocalypse. Epidemic. <laughs> exactly. Like where's everyone? <laughs> so. Like a uh, Mexico City is is alive. Like yeah. you walk out in the street and there's yeah. music like and there's people and, 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 and yeah. but that also brings a lot of insecurity, a lot of crime, a lot of uh, corruption and a, a lot of trouble. And Stockholm is very stable. Yeah. Very clean. Very organized. Yeah. Uh, it's progressive in 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 in, in the way of uh, making business and and and. and Making policy for things to work, yeah. Not for a few rich mm. people, but for the the majority. Yeah. And so that's something that I really like of Sweden. That's something that, that, that I'm proud of, and yeah. something that that keeps me here. Uh, and yeah. if it's you very had creative, it's a very it creative. Is place it's a, it's what place I like that allows uh, that it's very tolerant and, yeah and it, they I mean I am not afraid of walking out uh, in the street in Stockholm with a with uh, eyeliner yeah or with a skirt I haven't exactly. done, I haven't, done I the haven't skirt. seen that no, I haven't done the skirt yet no I haven't seen uh, the skirt <laughs> no, but, but, but uh, yeah like in, in I've seen I'm seeing the eyeliner or it's not eyeliner it's eye Pencil, I think. In it? Latin America, it would be like such a, such a problematic okay. thing. What about like your most cringe moment? You can also say the funniest moment if you had, because it's also a city where you go like sometimes. Oh my god! The, my, the worst moment uh, in in these past years definitely has been when I oh this was the worst, yeah. but then it turned out the best. Uh, Migrationsverket, yeah. uh, the Swedish Migration Agency, denied my my visa. Uh, I was renewing my work permit, mm-hmm. and they said no because I broke the rules very clearly. I, I like for for a few months I stopped working mm-hmm. uh, because I was finishing my thesis. Yeah. So, but I had a, a work permit, so I had to pay a certain amount of taxes every month. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to earn a certain amount of money yeah. every month and pay a certain amount of money yeah. every month. At the end of the year, it was a certain amount of money. So when I Applied for the for the next when I really uh, wanted to, to get the, 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 the visa renewed, I had to send in the the tax uh, papers, and they said, "Well, you were supposed to make this much money and pay these taxes, but you didn't, mm-hmm. so your visa is denied." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I I, I was actually like finishing my <laughs> my master thesis, mm-hmm. and, and here's the, the my grades. You know, it's yeah. like I finished. Like, no, 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 but that's n- we don't care. It's like yeah. you broke the rules." And during that time, 2014, 13, 14, the, the migration crisis was starting. So they were very, very strict on the rules. So if you broke the rules, it's like you're out. Mm-hmm. Some people like, I, I, I know of cases of some, some people that earned a couple hundred kroner more mm-hmm. per month that they were supposed to. 
or a couple hundred kroner less yeah. what they were supposed to and, and they were deported to Armenia or to like oh. so yeah my visa was denied so then I went to this uh, office where they make me sign a paper that I was very that, that I was fully uh, informed that mm. my visa was denied and that I had to leave Sweden in, in three weeks and I had to hand in this paper at the airport to the policemen there, like at the migration control. Uh, or you could like appeal mm-hmm. to the not to me to to the Swedish migration agency, but to the migration court. Okay. So I I built up. A, oh, I went to a, a, a lawyer and I said like, okay, this is happening, and it's like the lawyer said. After an hour of uh, of a consultation that cost seven hundred seven hundred seventy six kroner, you had to pay with cash. No, exact, what I mean, is this? Bring bring the exact no. cash because I have never because, like yeah, in yeah, Sweden. Yeah. It's almost hard to pay. This was four, four years ago, okay, five years that, ago, okay. and and yeah, they wanted the exact cash. It was seven hundred seventy six, and I paid I paid seven hundred seventy seven, and I told her keep the change, <laughs> keep the change. Uh, <laughs> anyway uh, she said I'm not gonna I mean we're not gonna take your case because you have no chances of winning the case you have maybe like one in ten chances mm. of, of winning uh, so just like pack your stuff go back to Mexico as soon as you land in there we will apply again and you'll be back here in five six months and I'm like, like no 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 that's not gonna happen I'm not gonna leave so this was the most stressful time in the past mm. uh, years, perhaps. <clears throat> and at the end, Ricardo uh, uh, from La Neta, uh, my partner from La Neta, and, and I, we put a case together and we applied. I mean, we, we, we appealed yeah. to the migration court. So it was like this David Licona versus Migrajones <laughs> Verket in court. And I, fought, and I won. Woohoo! Nice. And I won. Great. So uh, it took like a year with the, mm. with the decision. But I one That's case great. and that was uh, it went from the most stressful and yeah. anxious time and uncertain time to the just like the biggest success it's like That's I super cool I kicked Miguel Hunsverkens ass in Kurt <laughs> nice. not many people can say that no. with no lawyer That's uh, super like cool I have my to own say. lawyer with that great happy story that had a plot twist <laughs> I'm kidding uh, I'm gonna thank you so much for this lovely podcast episode i think you're the fifth actually i will have to maybe uh, publish even though i said i would wait for the sixth i think i will publish <laughs> this but thank you so much david thank muchas you. gracias yeah. i said it in a really bad accent but <laughs> thanks thank you everyone bye <laughs>